Hi, I'm RJ from Tacoma, Washington. I'm Ian. I'm Kelly from Edmonds, Washington. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like me. If you'd like to support the show like I do, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. Before I talk with the Trailer Park Boys, here's a clip from the show. Bubbles is demanding Ricky return one of his many cats. Ricky's been sleeping in his car, as is often the case, and his car is parked in front of Julian's house, which is also often the case. I want my kitty. Freak off, Bubbles. He gave me the cat. I didn't say you could keep him, and I don't want him living in a fucking car. Bubbles, you've got tons of cats. Let me keep him. He was a loner. I loaned him, do you? Well, I need them. Look at my weed plants. One of them's dead. I don't give a flying fuck. I didn't ne- never said you could keep them. What the hell are you doing waking me up no so early? No cat of mine's going to live in a car. Julian? Both of you guys shut up. Ricky won't give me my kitty. Ricky, give him his cat. It's my cat now. He I don't care. Me. Give him his cat. Here's what I know, Ricky. If you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, you own it. If it doesn't, you don't own it. And if it doesn't, you're an asshole. Just like you. Give me the cat. Stay in the car. Give me the cat. Bubbles, take your cat. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests on the program are the eponymous Trailer Park Boys of the hit Canadian television series Trailer Park Boys for seven seasons in Canada and all across the world. It has been a captivating story of uh, people living in Sunnyvale Trailer Park in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada, um, centering on uh, my three guests, Julian, uh, Ricky, and Bubbles, all residents of the trailer park, and their adventures and, more often, uh, misadventures. They've just finished their second feature motion picture. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the San Diego America. It's great to have you on the show. How's it going? Great to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm really happy um, to have you here. Uh, tell me a little bit first about how you started having your lives chronicled by uh, film cameras. It all started about eight or nine years ago. I was talking to the psychic, and uh, she said that my life was going to end soon. A so phone, a phone psychic. It, she was like two hundred and fifty bucks, Bob's. Okay, she was a half decent psychic. You're dumb. Anyway, you know, I wanted to. Uh, I hired a film crew to to follow me around to uh, you know document my life because I thought you know my life was pretty interesting. And uh, you know, they've been following me for seven, eight years now. So. Uh, you know, following us which I'm sucks st- i'm still alive though ricky yeah so it was kind of dumb that we did this isn't it psychic wasn't very accurate either really well it got you guys on tv didn't it that's not coming for us is it <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> there is there is a siren here we, we are in a, a somewhat seedy neighborhood of los angeles uh, where we tape the program um, how did it change your lives? It sounded, it, it, it sounded, uh, Ricky, like you're not entirely happy about the fact that the last seven years of your life have been chronicled by cameras. Well, it's kind of a pain, especially, you know, my job, you know, involves sometimes breaking the law and when it's all on tape, it's not good if you go to court cause they can just play the tapes and usually end up in jail instead of talking your way out of it. How would you characterize your job? Well, I'm a farmer, I guess. And I, I grow different things and sell them and Apparently that's illegal to sell what I grow. So, you know, there is a problem with that. 
Now, how about how about for you, Ricky? How how has having these uh, cameras trailing you changed your life? Well, the other thing is, like when you're trying to go to the bathroom, they they like to try to get that on tape, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. So if I want to use the bathroom, I want to do it by myself, sort of thing. So yeah, Julian. Well, it's been great. I mean, you know, I've already always looked up to you know actors like uh, Clint Eastwood and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of cool. You know, I'm I've been dating a lot of strippers and stuff over the years, which has been you know incredible because a lot of times strippers they don't mind if you end up in jail you know you're gone for six or seven months they you know you get back you know out and they're they're still there waiting for you so it's been pretty good you two particularly seem to end up in jail frequently um but was that something you expected out of your lives as kids did you imagine a life of crime and being in and out of jail Oh, I never wanted to go to jail, but then the first time I went to jail was actually not that bad. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, once you go the first time and you get out of your system and have a good time and party a lot and play sports and watch TV with the guys, it's it's not that bad. So, you know, next time you go, you're really not that upset about it, I guess. I'm surprised to hear that, that you enjoyed jail. Well, I don't know what it's like down here in the United States of America, but in Canada, jail's really not that bad. It's it's fun. Really? Is it? How about you, well, it is a good time. I mean, you know, you're not paying for, you know, your electric bill or your, your lot fees and stuff like that while you're in jail. I mean, Ricky, he lives in his car, so, you know, through the the winter months, it's great for him because, uh, you know, it gets a little cold and he usually ends up having to stay at my place sleeping on the floor. So, you know, jail's not that bad, especially in the winter. Food's fantastic, too. I disagree, 100%. With the whole thing, Bubbles? Yes, with the whole thing. I think it's a horrible place to be. Why is that? Well, I mean, they make it sound like it's going to summer camp or something, but it's not. You know, it's you can't do anything you want in there, and people are, a lot of people are mean and teasing you about things. I don't recommend jail to anybody. I think you guys are out of your minds. Bubbles, it, it seems like um, something that comes up a, a lot on this show is uh, your your friends Ricky and Julian uh, getting into trouble and you finding yourself embroiled in it. Well, yeah, that does happen. See, he even said it, boys. I've been trying to tell you that. They don't think that's the way it is, but it really is. They're always getting into some kind of trouble, and I always get roped into it. It's never my fault. Lots of friends do for each other. Let's hear Bubbles on the show, bothered by some bees. I fucking had it with bees, I'll tell you that much. They're always around Recky because he's soaked in liquor and the sugar on him and the garbage juice they're just attracted to them and i end up getting fucking stung all the time fuck i hate bees what's the most difficult part about having a um having a crew trailing you all the time besides what you mentioned earlier ricky that they're uh taping you if you happen to do something illegal well i think it's the fact that you know they'll cause cause problems just to you know make it more exciting they'll come over to us and say yeah mr Leahy's down the road there shooting his mouth off about you guys and it's not even true and then ricky will go flying down there and you know slap him around or whatever just so that they can get it on tape so they cause a lot of the problems just for ratings i guess plus we're not getting paid because julian screwed that all up so hey well i'm still working on the contracts okay well it's been seven years so well, maybe we'll get paid one of these days. I'm working on it. Bubbles, you you live at the trailer park um, uh, in a shed, a converted shed, a somewhat converted 
shed. Um, how did you end up with that living situation, and how do you like it? Oh, I love it. I love living in a shed. I've lived there since I was a little guy. Belonged to Julian's grandmother, and when my parents took off on me, I just sort of ended up hanging out in there with some cats, and then I just started putting things in there that I was acquiring, and eventually made it into a lovely place. Well, it's not a normal shed either. I mean, you got a bathroom and satellite TV. and Oh, I know. It's... It's kind of pimped out, as they say, you know. Satellite TV, indoor plumbing. I think people are missing out that don't live in sheds. You don't get a lot of ladies, that's the only thing, I guess. But Oh, I get my fair share, Ricky. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Well, I mean... Have you dated Bubbles? Uh, a couple times, yes. I've taken some ladies out on the town. You know, they don't... Generally like to get covered in cat hair, though. You know, if I bring them back, they generally get a lot of cat hair on their sweaters and whatnot, and that's usually the end of that. Well, Bubs, the uh, the lady you're talking about that you brought back to the shed and watched Spider Man, that movie, that well, was that wasn't really a date. No, it wasn't a date. No, you're not supposed to get a bill after your date. Well, I didn't know she was a prostitute. It seems. Hard to believe. Well, I was at McDonald's, and I was ordering some food there, and this lady come up, and she's like, Hi there, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm fantastic, how are you doing? And next thing I know, she's coming back to my place. You know, and we just, all we did was watch a movie. Two hours later, she hands me a bill. I mean, if I had known I was paying, I would have been getting dirty stuff going. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests on the program are Ricky, Julian, and Bubbles. They're the Trailer Park Boys from the Canadian mockumentary series, The Trailer Park Boys. Let's hear another clip from the show. Ricky's trying to defend a barbecue from Park Supervisor Jim Leahy and Assistant Supervisor Randy, who've come to take it back from him. Stay where you are, Ricky! Get out of here, Leahy. I don't got time for your bullshit today. That's it, Mr. Leahy. That's it, Ricky. Freaking painting it. Get away with my barbecue. Corey, treat it for a barbecue. Treat it for a carton of smokes, you stupid idiots. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky, that barbecue's mine. It was a special gift to me. I'm taking the friggin' thing back. You're gonna hit me with that, huh? I'll hit you with this thing. thing. Just give us a goddamn barbecue back, please, Ricky. Leahy, why don't you go home and have another drink? And you, why don't you put a fucking shirt on? It's disgusting. Make me, Ricky. Ricky, you've been living in your car for quite some time, as Julian mentioned. That that must be difficult for you, especially with uh, a a child and, and your child's mother living in the trailer park with you. Yeah, it's not great, I guess, but the thing about living in a car is it takes a long time to get used to living in a car, and then once you're used to it, it's hard to get used to not living in a car. So, I mean, I could probably move in with Lucy, my daughter, but she doesn't really like me being in the house. She thinks I'm a little bit dirty. So, I, I don't know, it's just nice to have my own space out in, in my car, and I can go in and see them whenever I want, or they can come out and visit me in the car. And i got everything I need. I can cook out there and do dishes and brush my teeth once in a while if I need to, and it's great. I, I'm impressed that you can cook out there. I, I've I've seen you do it. Maybe you could explain to our audience how, how you prepare food when you're living in a car. Well, I mean, I've st- stole not st- well, you know, I've got a stove and you know some other things like that that I definitely didn't steal. If people think that and barbecues and deep fryer and toaster. So I mean, you can pretty much make anything. Um, Ricky. Uh, tell me a little bit about your relationship with your daughter. She, 
She lives with her her mother, who who you've had an on again, off again relationship with. Yeah, uh, she's great. I mean, she's already smarter than I was at her age, I guess. And... She's already smarter than you are now, Ricky. Well, however you want to think that, it's not true. But I mean, I think I'm a good role model, and you know, if she follows the stuff I do, that she can, uh, she'll turn out to be a, a good person, better than most. She's smoking. Well, we're working on that. I mean, we, she's been on and off the patch, and we're trying to do the patch together. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal, but she probably shouldn't smoke. I read a lot of papers in jail that say it's really not that great for you. So We should clarify how, how old she is. Uh, she's 10, I think, now, or 11. She's Ricky, between Rick, 10 she's and four, 12. She's 14. She's not that old, but she's, she's, 14. she's probably 12. And she did start smoking when she was 6, which is early, so it's hard to quit. I mean... That's five years she's been smoking now, so it's not easy. She also, if, I, if I'm not misremembering the show, um, shot you once. Yes. Now, I don't like to talk about that because she's, you know, it's weird when your daughter shoots you, especially in the butt. But uh, I guess it was my fault. I had a couple guns laying around the house that were loaded. And when you find them sometimes, or your daughter finds them, weird things can happen, I guess. So. Julian, it's Ricky. Get over here, man. We got a major situation. Ah, oh, fuck! Oh, fucking shot! Get over here! Get the hell out of my trailer with that gun! Sorry, Ricky. It's okay, Train. It's not your fault. Go get Daddy a t-shirt from Ray. More with the Trailer Park Boys after a break. It's the Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. Max FunCon is an annual convocation of awesome, hosted by me, Jesse Thorne, and MaximumFun.org. You can spend a weekend in beautiful Lake Arrowhead, California, enjoying classes and shows from some of our favorite past Sound of Young America guests. This year, we'll have Jonathan Colton, Casper Hauser, Maria Bamford, Mark Marin, Al Madrigal, Jimmy Pardo, Andrew WK, and more. Registration for Max FunCon just opened, but beds go fast. Visit MaximumFun.org for more information and registration. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com. Welcome back to The Sound of Young America. My guests are Ricky, Julian, and Bubbles from the Canadian mockumentary sitcom The Trailer Park Boys. Do you guys think that I, I know Julian that you've said that uh, that you've made a lot of money over the course of the show? I certainly haven't seen in watching the show, which is a documentary series, a, a lot of um, it, it just it seems like you're always striving. I, I wonder if you guys feel like you've made mistakes over the course of uh, of these past seven or eight years. Oh, we've made a lot of mistakes, and it's usually Ricky's fault. Well, that's not true because normally I work for you. And- you shouldn't go to jail because you're boss, and I seem to, so something's wrong. Is that, you shouldn't go to, is that like a, you shouldn't go to jail because of your boss? Well, if you go and work for a company, you shouldn't end up in jail because your boss is dumb. Oh, really? No. Oh. Well, we've been to jail 12 times, and every time it's been your fault. Not true. Bubbles? I'm not, <clears throat> not getting into that, boys. Come on. No. Julian, give me an example of of a time that, in your opinion, when you went to jail, it was because of something that Ricky did. Okay, there's one time we were holding up a a convenience store, 
and uh, he was really drunk at the time. So I said, okay, Ricky, stay in the car. I'll go in and handle this myself. He wakes up. He comes in. He doesn't have a mask on. He's on camera. We go to jail. Not my fault, though, because it was my stag party. He didn't tell me we were going to rob a convenience store because they were doing it behind my back. And they did it. I needed smokes. I woke up in the truck, went into the store to buy them. This is smokes. Next thing I know, guns are going off, and there's a big shootout between ourselves. And... No, that was Julian's uh, fault. True, Julian. That's that does sound sort of like it wasn't Ricky's fault to me. No, that was his fault. Bubbles, um, you often seem to get involved in these plans somewhat reluctantly. Um, uh, are there times looking back when y- you got involved in something with Ricky and Julian that uh, you later regretted getting involved in? Oh yeah, I mean most most projects I've ever done with them. You know, ever, I regret it, because they always turn out bad. You know, Julian, I did get to go on a cruise ship one time, though. Those guys went to jail, but I went on a cruise ship. So that one, you know, I don't regret that one. But, I mean, most of the time, yes, it's it doesn't work out the greatest, and it's, you know, not my fault. Are you surprised when it doesn't work out well? Well, no, I can't say I'm ever surprised. And, I mean, I'm in there trying to trying to steer things in the right direction but it's hard to deal with these guys to be honest you know because they're usually quite intoxicated and high on drugs right so it's hard to reason with them especially Ricky. have you guys thought about other paths to success other than for lack of a less pointed word criminality crimes i have i've tried to have a legitimate business for years well i uh, to be fair bubbles the one legitimate business activity i've seen you uh, participate in is stealing grocery carts and returning them for a bounty <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say it's stealing is the word you know people fire them over the bank and if they're down there just rotting away you know i take them home i shine them up put new bearings in them balance them and whatnot, and I bring them back and I sell them back to the grocery store at a discounted price. Here's Bubbles talking shopping carts on the show. Most people don't see the beauty in a shopping cart. They just see it as something to get their groceries to their car in, but if you really look at it, it's a fuck of a lot more than that. It's not just four wheels bolted onto a square. There's a lot of engineering goes into one of these things. There's ball bearings in here that make those run smooth. Until they get fucked up, but when they're new. That's how it started, but you gotta admit, Bubs, I mean, now you kind of just take them right out of the parking lots. Well, I don't take them out of the parking lot, but if I'm over near the bank, you know, and down one goes by accident, then it's, you know, it's fair game then. When you say accident, what, what do you mean in this case when you well, say I accident? I mean, different times I've been walking along, you know, pushing the cart and wheel goes wrong and it gets out of control and you let it all of it. It sounds like, I don't mean to, it sounds like you're describing pushing it down the bank. Well, no, I mean, some That's what it have, sounds like to me. Oh, I, yeah, it, me too. It does, and I've seen him do it, so you're right. Boys. No, I mean, there's, you know, if you're going high speed, sometimes I'm in a hurry, and if I'm running and then the wheel goes janky, she can, you know, get out of control and go right down over the bank. And then you will uh, resell that back to the grocery store. 
Yes. Right, which seems, strikes me as morally questionable and almost certainly illegal. Yeah, I mean, well, if you want to get right analyzy about it like that, maybe. But I mean, you know, if you don't think about it that much, then it doesn't seem that bad. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests on the program are Ricky, Julian, and Bubbles. They're the Trailer Park Boys from the Canadian mockumentary series, The Trailer Park Boys. The three of you are down here in Los Angeles where we tape the show. Is this your first time in, in Hollywood? I think so, isn't it? I, I don't really know. We've been here once before. Was I with you? Yeah, you were with us. Yeah. Okay. What, what were we doing down here? I don't think we were Something here. to do with that last movie or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were here. When the movie came out, they brought us down and we went to the movie theater to see it. It was pretty fun, too. What are your impressions of, uh, of Los Angeles and, and Hollywood relative to uh, Nova Scotia? I think it's fantastic. It's like a festival of boobs down here. There's a lot of lovely ladies walking around in the sun with their boobs. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's warm here, which is fun. And uh, you can pretty much get anything you need, if you know what I mean, like besides cigarettes, which is awesome. I don't know if the rest of America is like that, but here you can get whatever you want quick, and it's good. You've been catapulted to, uh, uh, with each passing year, a higher level of fame, especially in uh, your native country of Canada. I know that you guys have, uh, you guys have toured as part of a, a court-mandated educational program. Um, how has, how has eight years on uh, national television changed your lives in the day-to-day sense? Well, I mean, we've had to do uh, a lot of, uh, community service, uh, jobs. We have this live tour that we go across the country. You know, we, uh, spend two hours on stage and, uh, it goes towards community service. So we've been doing that quite a bit lately. So we haven't been going to jail that much in, in the past couple of years, at least. Not for, because we didn't want to, but, I mean, it's harder now. Like, a few weeks ago, I went in and robbed a liquor store, just needed some booze, didn't want any cash or anything, and just about to do it. And this woman recognized me from being on TV, and, I mean, you can't rob it then, so. Oh, did she ask for your autograph? Or? No, she just called it my name and wanted to know if I had anything to sell, and I didn't at the time. But, I mean, once that happened, you can't really rob the place after that so i left it sucked would you say that on balance it's good or bad for your business as a farmer i mean it, it's good that way because i get a lot of new customers i normally wouldn't have but then you don't know if they're undercover cops or whatever and so it's it's hard to have a normal life now bubbles how has this changed your life well i mean same sort of thing you know before you know it was you know not cool to be hauling shopping carts out of the lake and fixing them and whatnot. But now I go down there and, you know, there's 10, 15 guys down there all hauling shopping carts because they think it's right cool. So, I mean, the peckings are a lot smaller. So it hasn't, it's had a negative effect that way. I mean, one positive thing, though, is people give you liquor drinks when you're at the bar. So they're like, hey, Bubbles, here, have a drink. Julian, you've... Um uh, renewed this arrangement with these filmmakers every year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, I would imagine part of that is the expectation that eventually you'll be paid. Um, but uh, there must be other reasons why you keep bringing these people into your life. Um, what do you like about having this crew around? 
Well, it's kind of cool because, I mean, when you go back to jail, all the boys in jail are watching the show, and it's easier to get, you know, extra things in jail because of that. You know, my uh, potato vodka sales have, you know, they're through the roof in, in jail now. People just, they, they want to buy my vodka. Uh, I don't know, that's about it. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. These guys are a little annoying. They keep promising me money, you know, sometime down the road, but I don't know. Hopefully well, there's one of these also days. the fact that he thinks he's Clint Eastwood and he likes I, showing off in front of the cameras. Yeah, I don't think big I, time. No, I don't. What is talking about? Well, I've seen you, Julian. I've caught you looking in the mirror doing lines from Clint Eastwood movies, practicing. Yeah, that's a lie. Have you had any inquiries from Hollywood or opportunities outside of the documentary show context? I'm still working on it. Hopefully I'll make some connections down here. While we're here in the next couple of days. I have. I had a guy approach me and ask me if I wanted to be in like a Jackie Chan type movie. Where I'm like doing Kung Fu and I told him I don't know Kung Fu. And he said we can make it luck like you do. Like with wires and stuff. So I'm hoping that's going to happen. But was that didn't happen. It did. Recky. This morning a guy approached me on the street. Alright. Film producer he said he was. Bubbles you have done some films but they were uh, what might be called stag films yeah yes i've been in a couple of j-rocks movies thank god i didn't get my bird out i think we i think we all agree on that yeah yeah tell me what the best part of having uh all of this success uh your own television program um one movie already uh, on uh digital versatile disc one movie headed to theaters um what's the best part for the three of you well getting free stuff I guess you know free liquor some thing you know free DVDs in the mail I guess I don't know yeah that and I guess you know hopefully people are learning from us that you know to stop being so stupid and hung up on stupid things and just have a good time get drunk and high with your friends and play video games and just everybody helps each other out instead of being stupid the way they are Bubbles, what about for you? This is uh, uh, the seven years of your life that have been chronicled on this show have often seemed very difficult from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, they have been. I mean, it's you know, it's allowed me to do a few things that I never would have got to do otherwise. So that's good. You know, I got to fly in a fly in a uh, fighter jet. Got to do that. I got to go on tour with Guns and Roses. You know, and Rush, played with Rush. I've done some things like that that, you know, that never would have happened if it wasn't for the being on the TV. Well, guys, it is such a pleasure and, and an honor to have had you on The Sound of Young America. Thank you so much for uh, coming and doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. the drinks, man. Uh, Ricky, Julian, and Bubbles are the stars of uh, the television documentary Trailer Park Boys. Um, which airs here in the United States on DirecTV's Channel 101 on Thursday nights. Um, You can also catch it if you're in Canada on the digital versatile disc format uh, or in theaters this fall with their new film, Countdown to Liquor Day. Thanks again, guys. Thank Thank you. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I've been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our editor is Nick White. Our intern is Meriel Reyes. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org. And if you have thoughts about the show, you can, visit, you can send me an email at jesse at MaximumFun.org. 
We've just opened a new web store as well, so be sure to stop by there. And on our website, you can always check out not only our free podcasts of this show, but all of our other Maximum Fun productions. We'll see you next time on The Sound of Young America.